Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Lace Em Up, the podcast talking about the sweet science of boxing. I'm Calvin, and I'm usually joined by my boy Edwin, but tonight I'm doing this one solo. It's for a good reason, though. A request was made on social media to me from a listener of the show asking what I thought about Danny Garcia's last fight, which took place last weekend, and he just wanted to hear a quick podcast about it. You know, that's some spare-of-the-moment type stuff. So, hey, that's what I'm doing right now. First off, before I start, Edwin and I want to take this time to thank each and every one of you that listens to us, that spreads the word about Lace Em Up, and we can't thank you guys enough. Just go out there, keep spreading the word, and let everybody know about our show. Just like the champ Floyd Money Mayweather says, we want to give the fans what they want to see, or in this case, hear. So that's what I'm about to do. So with that being said, let's lace them up and break down Danny Swift Garcia versus Rod Salka, which took place last weekend. Hmm. If you guys didn't see it, it was something that was supposed to happen. You know, Danny Garcia won via knockout in the second round against Rod Salka. This guy, Salka, wasn't... He's not even listed in the top 70. Yes, you heard me correctly. He's not listed in the top 70 in the junior welterweight class. So that just pretty much sums up what I think about that. I wasn't impressed. Edwin, as well, wasn't impressed. Now, if you guys listen to the show, you guys hear us talk about Danny Garcia a lot, and you hear Edwin giving him crap about his performance, giving crap about his opponents. And right about now, I have to agree with Edwin. Yes, that's kind of hard to believe, but I kind of agree with him on this. Um, Garcia's not, he just isn't that deal yet. He's not the type of person that can take over the sport of boxing when the likes of Floyd Mayweather go, Marcos Maidana, Manny Pacquiao, just to name a few. But and the reason why I say that he's not there yet, he's not fighting top caliber fighters. You know, he's he's not fighting the best, in my opinion. The only fighter that has some kind of clout to say he's at the top of that list is probably Lucas Matisse. He got a little roughed up before gathering himself and pulling out a victory. Well, that was on the Mayweather-Canelo undercard, if I'm not mistaken. Matter of fact, yes, it was on the Mayweather-Canelo undercard, which turned out to be a good fight, you know, but um, Danny was tested by Lucas Matisse. But like I said, before, unfortunately, you know, Danny gathered himself together and pulled away with the victory. Um, I think, to be honest... In order for Danny Garcia to get the respect that he deserves, because don't get me wrong, Swift is a good fighter. I'm just going to put it out there right now. Swift is good. He's not undefeated for no reason. You know, he's good, but I think he should stop fighting these fighters that, you know, just got done working at their local grocery store. You know, he he's fighting these guys off the streets and there's there's plenty of competition out there in the junior welterweight class. It's time to fight some real fighters, man. You know, I touched base with Edwin on this one, and um, his comments about it is, you know, he truly believes that if Danny Garcia goes up to 147 to the welterweight division, 
that O was gonna go. That's just from Edwin. That O will go. I'm not too sure yet. I mean, yeah, there's people at the welterweight division that Danny probably could fight and could beat, but it's gonna be tough. And I think in order for him to get ready for the welterweight division, I think he should go ahead and unify the titles at 140 in the junior welterweight division against Lamont Peterson, who also fought on the Danny Garcia Rosaka undercard as well. He pulled out a victory too um, against once again a mismatch fight against somebody who nobody really knows. Edgar Santana, he was a hometown kid. He once again probably was just thrown in there. But um, these two, Garcia and Peterson, look, it's the only thing to, to do right now at this point for Swift. He, he has nothing else to prove at Junior Welterweight. The only person I think standing in his way right now is Lamont Peterson. You know, so why not those two face off and unify the titles in if Garcia wins the fight against Lamont Peterson, if the fight happens, which I hear that Oscar De La Hoya of Golden Boy Promotions is trying to push this fight. I think he met up with Al Heyman this past week, and that was going to be the first thing on his agenda, was to see if he can get a Danny Garcia versus Lamont Peterson fight at Junior Welterweight. But um, back to what I was saying, if Danny Garcia wins that fight, which he probably should in my opinion, because if you think about it, every fighter that Lamont Peterson has lost to in recently, Danny Garcia beat him. So that's why I think Danny Garcia it would be somewhat of a test, but it's a fight that he should win. You know, how would this either? How would this fight help these these fighters? You know, I I I really don't have a clue. It might help Danny a little bit because, like I said before. It'll give him that test before he gets to the creme de la creme boxing, which is the welterweight division. I mean, he'll be going into the Lions then, if you ask me. And it's not going to be easy. As Edwin stated, and I totally agree, but I can't see Danny Garcia beating the likes of a Sean Porter, a Keith Thurman, even a Marcos Maidana. A Manny Pacquiao, and especially not a Floyd Mayweather. All those fighters I just mentioned are true, legit welterweights, and there are no pushovers. So I'm going to go all in and say, even, even if he went to a rematch with Amir Khan, and I know Edwin's going to be shocked about this when he hears it because everybody knows I'm not a fan of Amir Khan. But Danny Garcia and Amir Khan also fought at the junior welterweight division, which if you don't know, Danny caught him with a good left hook that if anyone gets hit with that, you're going to go down. But if they win a second go-round at the welterweight division, I don't think Danny Garcia will beat a welterweight Amir Khan. Yeah, I said it. Amir Khan, as a welterweight, looks very solid. And he, he, he'll beat a Danny Garcia on the second time around, if you ask me. So, for those of you who listen to this show, you can write it down, do whatever you can. This might be the last time that I'll say American beat somebody. <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm just not sold on him like that, like a, a lot of people are. But 
Um, I, my take. So that's my take. You know, that's my take on Danny Garcia's last fight. That's pretty much how I'm summing up his future in boxing, because there's nothing else Danny can do at 140. And if you want my opinion on what he should do next, go to the welterweight division, man. Test out your strength. Test out your boxing, because that right there, that'll get you super startled. Look at Marcos Maidana. You know a little bit about him, but once he beat Adrian Broner, and then he fought a good fight with Floyd Mayweather, Marcos Maidana's a hot item right now. He's a, he, he has a hot name. So I think Denny Garcia, you know, if he if he sticks to the game plan, do what he's supposed to do, not fighting these people that's bums off the street or not even ranked in the top 30, I'm going to say 30, man. Some people usually say 10 or 20. I'm going to say 30. If Danny fight people that's worth looking at and worth fighting, I think Danny got a shot. You know, I, I'm going to give him a shot. So that's my take on Danny Garcia for the listener of the show who wanted to see my view on it and Edwin's view as well. But let's shift gears. You know, big fight tonight. Sean Porter versus Kell Brook. This is for the IBF Welterweight Championship of the World, which will be taking place at the StubHub Center in Los Angeles, California. This is a good fight, man. This... A lot of people don't know about Kell Brook, but in the UK, you know, he, he's got he's got he's got a name out there in the UK. So I think that him coming over to the United States, it'll give him some kind of plug. You know, you, a lot of people don't know too much about him, but if you see how he go against Sean Porter, he might might make a name for himself. Uh, if you guys didn't check that weigh in. Man, very, very intense. You can see Kell Brooks very confident. He's not backing down. You know, he's out there to prove a point, which is to win the belt and let everybody know who he is. He's been a no one contender for this belt for about two years now. And I'm kind of surprised that he's finally getting this shot, man. But, hey, that's how boxing is sometimes. But Showtime, Sean Porter. Another up and coming superstar in the welterweight division. I like him. I'm, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him some props. You know. But and, and, and speaking of Porter, he's been on a rampage of late. And if you if you haven't noticed, dating to his last two fights against Devin Alexander, Paul Malinaji, he put on solid performances like no other. Mind you, he was just thrown into that fight with Devin Alexander and took Devin Alexander's IBF welterweight championship. That fight was supposed to be Amir Khan and Devin Alexander, but Khan pulled out thinking that he was going to get the fight with Floyd Mayweather, which he ended up didn't get in the first place. So thanks to, thanks to Amir Khan, Sean Porter's got his name out there. And like I said before, I like him. So this, can be a, this is going to be like a slugfest. Guys, please look at some good tapes on Kell Brook. He's no pushover, you know, but Sean Porter, once again, is no pushover either. So this is going to be kind of a difficult fight to to judge. And if you ask me, it could be a possible fight of the year candidacy. It's going to be a lot of fireworks. Tune in tonight 
Showtime. It's not pay-per-view. It's on regular Showtime. So you don't got to worry about spending your money on uh, uh, boxers that you really don't know about. But this gives Sean Porter and Kell Brook the opportunity to show themselves, maybe get on a huge undercard in the future. Who knows? So my choice of the winner for this fight... Oh man, um, it's it's real hard, but I'm gonna go out on the limb. Showtime, Sean Porter. He'll win this fight by uh, majority decision. He'll win by majority. Uh, that's that'll be my take. That'll be my pick. I feel that Kell Brook will make it interesting. The whole fight, he'll probably push Sean Porter to the limit. But I still see Porter pulling out the victory on that one. So. Um, I think that's a wrap. Like I said, what none big, just you know, doing this for the fans. I was asked to do a podcast about it. That's what I've done. So, to the follower on Twitter, there you go. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out to ask me questions. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much. Make sure you listen to the next podcast when we'll be talking about the results from Sean Porter and the Kell Brook fight. Also, Edwin will be back on. So check out the other podcasts and blogs on the website, 1515app.com. They got everything from wrestling to our show, the boxing, to reality TV blogs just about everything in life i'm telling you this this website is legit you'll love it leave comments for us as well this is how this one got there we were asked about something they loved our show and we gave back so please leave feedback leave comments you love it you hate it don't matter just go ahead and just comment on it tell us what you like Tell us what you don't like. Regardless, we truly appreciate it. So, with that being said, thank you for listening to the Quick Swift. Good fight, good night. You guys, have a good one. We'll check y'all soon. Peace.